the fourteenth adventure of the fall of the nibelungs by anonymous translated by margaret armour this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf how the queens quarrelled one day before vespers there arose in the court of the castle a mighty din of knights that tilted for pastime and the folk ran to see them the queens sat together there thinking each of a doughty warrior then said fair kriemhild I have a husband of such might that all these lands might well be his. But Brunhild answered, How so? If there live none other save thou and he, our kingdom might haply be his. But while Gunther is alive, it could never be. But Kriemhild said, See him there, how he surpasseth the other knights, as the bright moon the stars. My heart is uplifted with cause. Whereupon Brunhild answered, how so valiant thy husband comely and fair thy brother gunther excelleth him for know that he is the first among kings but kriemhild said my praise was not idle for worshipful is my husband in many things trow it brunhild he is at least thy husband's equal mistake me not in thine anger kriemhild neither is my word idle for they both said when i saw them first and the king vanquished me in the sports and on knightly wise won my love that siegfried was his man wherefore i hold him for a vassal since i heard him say it then kriemhild cried evil were my lot if that were true how had my brothers given me to a vassal to wife prithee of thy courtesy cease from such discourse that will i not answered brunhild thereby should i lose many knights that with him owe us homage whereat fair kriemhild waxed very wroth lose them thou must for any service he will do thee he is nobler even than gunther my noble brother wherefore spare me thy foolish words i wonder since he is thy vassal and thou art so much mightier than we that for so long time he hath failed to pay tribute of a truth thine arrogancy irketh me thou vauntest thyself too high cried the queen i would see now whether thy body be holden in like honour with mine both the women were angry kriemhild answered that shall thou see straightway since thou hast called siegfried thy vassal the knights of both kings shall see this day whether i dare enter the minster before thee the queen for i would have thee know that i am noble and free and that my husband is of more worship than thine nor will i be chidden by thee Today thou shalt see thy vassals go at court before the Burgundian knights, and me more honoured than any queen that ever wore a crown. Fierce was the wrath of the women. If thou art no vassal, said Brunhild, thou and thy women shall walk separate from my train when we go to the minster. And Kriemhild answered, Be it so. Now adorn ye, my maiden, said Siegfried's wife, that I be not shamed. If ye have rich apparel, show it this day she shall take back what her mouth had spoken she needed not to bid twice they sought out their richest vesture and dames and damsels were soon arrayed then the wife of the royal host went forth with her attendants fair to heart's desire were clad kriemhild and the forty and three maidens that she had brought with her to the rhine bright shone the stuffs woven in araby whereof their robes were fashioned and they came to the minster where siegfried's knights waited for them the folk marvelled much to see the queens apart and going not together as afore many a warrior was to rue it 
Gunther's wife stood before the minster, and the knights dallied in converse with the women, till that Kriemhild came up with her mani. All that noble maidens had ever worn was but as a wind to what these had on. So rich was Kriemhild that thirty kings' wives together had not been as gorgeous as she was. None could deny, though they had wished it, that the apparel Kriemhild's maidens wore that day was the richest they had ever seen. Kriemhild did this on purpose to anger Brunhild. So they met before the minster, and Brunhild, with deadly spite, cried out to Kriemhild to stand still. Before the queen shall no vassal go. Out then spake Kriemhild, for she was wroth. Better hadst thou held thy peace. Thou hast shamed thine own body. How should the leman of a vassal become a king's wife? Whom namest thou leman? cried the queen. Even thee, answered Kriemhild, for it was Siegfried, my husband, and not my brother, that won thee first. Where were thy senses? It was surely ill done to favor a vassal so. Reproaches from thee are much amiss. Verily, cried Brunhild, Gunther shall hear of it. What is that to me? Thine arrogancy hath deceived thee. Thou hast called me thy vassal. Know now of a truth, it hath irked me, and I am thine enemy evermore. Then Brunhild began to weep and Kriemhild tarried not longer, but went with her attendants into the minster before the king's wife. There was deadly hate, and bright eyes grew wet and dim. Whether they prayed or sang, the service seemed too long to Brunhild, for her heart and her mind were troubled, the which many a bold and good man paid for afterward. Brunhild stopped before the minster with her women, for she thought, Kriemhild, the foul-mouthed woman, shall tell me further whereof she so loud accuseth me, if he hath boasted of this thing, he shall answer for it with his life. Then Kriemhild with her knights came forth, and Brunhild began, Stop! Thou hast called me a wanton, and shall prove it, for know that thy words irk me sore. Said Kriemhild, Let me pass. With this gold that I have on my hand I can prove it. Siegfried brought it when he came from thee. It was a heavy day for Brunhild. She said, That gold so precious was stolen from me, and hath been hidden these many years. Now I know who hath taken it. Both women were furious. I am no thief, cried Kriemhild. Hadst thou prized thine honor, thou hadst held thy peace, for with this girdle round my waist I can prove my word, and that Siegfried was verily thy leman. She wore a girdle of silk of Nineveh, goodly enow, and worked with precious stones. When Brunhild saw it, she started to weep, and soon Gunther knew it, and all his men for the queen cried bring hither the king of rhineland i would tell him how his sister hath mocked me and saith openly that i be siegfried's leman the king came with his warriors and when he saw that his dear one wept he spake kindly what aileth thee dear wife she answered shamed must i stand for thy sister would part me from mine honour i make my plaint to thee she proclaimeth aloud that siegfried hath had me to his leman Gunther answered, Evilly hath she done. She weareth here a girdle I have long lost, and my red gold. Woe is me that ever I was born. If thou clearest me not from this shame, I will never love thee more. Said Gunther, Bid him hither that he confess whether he hath boasted of this or no. They summoned Siegfried, who, when he saw their anger and knew not the cause, spake quickly. Why weep these women? Tell me straight and wherefore am I summoned? Whereto Gunther answered, Right vexed am I, 
Brunhild, my wife, telleth me here that thou hast boasted thou wert her leman. Kriemhild declareth this. Hast thou done it, O knight? Siegfried answered, Not I. If she hath said so, I will rest not till she repent it. I swear with a high oath in the presence of all thy knights that I said not this thing. The king of the Rhine made answer, So be it. If thou swear the oath here, I will acquit thee of the falsehood. Then the Burgundian stood round in a ring, and Siegfried swore it with his hand, whereupon the great king said, Verily I hold thee guiltless, nor lay to thy charge the word my sister imputeth to thee. Said Siegfried further, If she rejoiceth to have troubled thy fair wife, I am grieved beyond measure. The knights glanced at each other. Women must be taught to bridle their tongues. Forbid proud speech to thy wife, I will do the like to mine. Such bitterness and pride are a shame. Angry words have divided many men. Brunhild made such dole that Gunther's men had pity on her, and Hagen of Trony went to her and asked what ailed her, for he found her weeping. She told him the tale, and he sware straightway that Kriemhild's husband should pay for it, or never would Hagen be glad again. While they talked together, Ortwin and Gernot came up, and the warriors counselled Siegfried's death. But when Giselher, Uta's fair child, drew nigh and heard them, he spake out with true heart, Alack, good knights, what would ye do? How hath Siegfried deserved such hate that he should lose his life? A woman is lightly angered. Shall we rear bastards? cried Hagen. That were small honour to good knights. I will avenge on him the boast that he hath made, or I will die. But the king himself said, Good and not evil hath he done to us. Let him live. Wherefore should I hate the knight? He hath ever been true to me. But Ortwin of Metz said, His great strength shall not avail him. Allow, O Lord, that I challenge him to his death. So, without cause, they banded against him. Yet none had urged it further, had not Hagen tempted Gunther every day, saying, That if Siegfried lived not, many king's lands were subject to him whereat the warrior began to grieve. Meanwhile they let the matter lie, and returned to the tourney. Ha! What stark spears they break before Kriemhild, atween the minster and the palace! But Gunther's men were wroth. Then said the king, Give over this deadly hate. For our weal and honour he was born. Thereto the man is so wonderfully stark and grim, that if he were aware of this, none durst stand against him. Not so, said Hagen, Assure thee on that score, for I will contrive secretly that he pay for Brunhild's weeping. Hagen is his foe evermore. But Gunther said, How meanest thou? And Hagen answered, On this wise. Men that none here knoweth shall ride as envoys into this land and declare war, whereupon thou wilt say before thy guests that thou must to battle with thy liegeman. When thou hast done this, he will promise to help thee. Then he shall die after I have learnt a certain thing from his wife. Evilly the king followed Hagen, and they plotted black treason against the chosen knight, without any suspecting it. So, through the quarrel of two women, died many warriors. End of the Fourteenth Adventure